Welcome, everyone, to Pardon the Disruption. I am your host, Matthew Potter. Thank you for bearing with us while we went ahead and worked through a couple technical delays there. Um, First and foremost, I am the short sale guy, hedge fund connection, and also a co-owner of the family tree over at Real Broker. Feel free to go ahead and send me a DM to get some more information. We're going to jump right on into it over here. Here's the rules for PTD. Each one of our esteemed guests will have 45 seconds to go ahead and answer the six questions that we will have today. At the end, because we do not have a buzzer today, they will hear ding, their time is up. And then after that, we have two minutes to go ahead and chop it up and they will be awarded a point. Um, Our sixth question does come from our audience, so whether you're on YouTube, Instagram, anything like that, you can go ahead and reach out and get your question uh, potentially on the show. Feel free to text QUESTION to 33777. I'm going to go ahead and introduce our people today. First and foremost, we have Steve Trang. Go ahead and tell the people about yourself. What's up, everybody? Steve Trang, Real Estate Disruptors, 15 years in the business. If there's a way to screw up in real estate, I've done it. And uh, we are here to help you guys with all sales uh, needs. We have our live sales leadership training coming up February 24th, 25th. If you're interested in that, text leaders to 33777. That is the most accurate intro we have ever had from Steve, and we're super proud of him. Next up, we have New Western Acquisitions Employee of the Month, RJ Bates. (laughs) Yeah, and I am uh, so excited to be here because today's a special episode. Today, that actually becomes the longest reigning host of PTD. (laughs) And as that, it shows showing up is half the battle. (laughs) Great point, RJ. Negative one points to you. Next up, we have Leon G. Barnes. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, everyone? Leon G. Barnes, not reigning champion Eric Brewer, who was supposed to be in this seat today, but I'm filling in for my boy. Um, and I guess that makes me the champ, the defending champ, champ this week. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. We'll run champ by, it. Champ by proxy, I guess. Last, hey, but certainly. I filled in last minute. I'm the champ, okay? You are. Yeah, you know what? And I mean, the other option would have been me on the panel. And let's be real, we're not going to go down that road. Um, last but certainly not least, we have CJ always under the 45 seconds. Go ahead and go. Chris Jefferson, Richmond, Virginia, the U. Excited to be here again, man. Hang out with you guys for a little bit. Talk a little bit about real estate. Uh, let's get into it, man. I'm ready. Awesome. Awesome. All right, everyone. We're going to dive into our first question. Here we go. Is there a way to invest in real estate without cold calling or fixing and flip? Because I don't have that kind of time. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Steve, start us off. Uh, I mean, I think the answer is yes. I think we're probably all going to agree on that. The question is how you want to do it. I think really you got to look at what you're trying to accomplish as far as uh, investing. You know, you can reach out to a realtor. You can reach out to wholesalers. There are plenty of different options. You just got to be very clear on what your objective is and find someone that can help you fulfill those needs. So, I mean, I think... Just to add on, t- on top of that, people think you need to become a wholesaler to invest in real estate or become a realtor to invest in real estate. You don't need to do either. right? You can invest in real estate without actually hammering the phones. Perfect, perfect. All right. RJ, what are your thoughts on this uh, on this topic? Go ahead. 
Yeah, I was confused by this question. It was uh, it was almost as bad as one of Eric Brewer's answers. But uh, <laughs> no, you you don't need to do. Perfect. Yeah, I think you have to say it again. Was I wrong? Did I just? It was a it was a great answer, but I don't think anyone heard it but us. Okay, well here we go. Here's my answer. Uh, no, uh, determine what your headshot concept is, whatever it is that you want to do, rentals, own finance, Airbnb, whatever it is, and stick to that. Uh, but it doesn't have to be solely fix and flip. And no, your marketing channel doesn't have to be cold call. Way over the forty five seconds, but great answer, RJ. Great answer. <laughs> All right, Leon, what are your thoughts? So this particular question was confusing, as uh, RJ said, but let me answer it this way. Anything that you're going to do in life in general, you should always start with the end in mind, right? What are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And in addition to that, what do you bring to the table? So if you don't have time for that, time to grow wealth or time to grow a business, then what do you bring to the table? Do you have money? Do you have the ability to... Um, door knock? Do you have the ability to drive for dollars? What have you? Whatever it is that you bring to the table, you have, um, you know, hopefully you can find someone else that can fill uh, what you don't necessarily have to bring to the table, which in this particular example is time. So the answer is yes, you can still invest. There's turnkey operators, there's syndications, there's all types of different options in real estate. That's why we all love it. Great point, Leon. Great point, man. Stepping in for EB and already going for championship status out of the gate. All right, Chris, what you got for us? Uh, I'll give you the right answer. So if you want to invest in real estate, calling, you can set up, uh, like I teach my students, you can set up automated text campaigns and you can create leads and then you can pass those leads off to other people to have them close those leads on JV deals and get 50-50 uh, with very limited time. The other thing that you can do to fix and flip also with very limited time, even though you may not want to, uh, you can JV with somebody else on a fix and flip, provide the deal from your marketing, provide the financing, partner with another experienced fix and flip in your area by providing the deal and the funding. Give them on a split, have them work the deal for you. We call that hands off flipping and hands off wholesaling. That's the right answer. So I want to go ahead, RJ. This, this this was not supposed to be an infomercial for the youth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I and I hear you, man. Shout out shout out to our sponsorship of the program. But at the end of the day, right. <laughs> I know you love it, man. But you know that's the right answer, man. That's how you could do it, make money. So I, I would argue CJ's answer is wrong, only because what CJ's talking about. <laughs> only because what CJ's talking about right, is how to act, how to get active income, right? If, I look at investing in real estate as a passive investment that active, right? I look at wholesaling, flipping is active income. This is not investing in real estate, right? It's making money so that you can invest it. And I, I love what uh, Leon's talking about. What do you bring to the table? So like, you know, we talk about in the certainty talks is the, you know, the different currencies, right? Using the timer, right? You got time, impact, money, energy, and resource uh, relationships. Which of those five can you bring? So we said time's out. There's still four other things you can bring to the table. Right. So uh, it was an interesting question. I, I imagine it's probably an audience question, but, you know, hopefully whoever asked this question was able to get their question answered. And, uh, you know, sorry if we all sounded disrespectful, but well, <laughs> respect, it goes back to what your goals are. Respectfully. To your point, to your point, Steve, if someone's trying to get more active income, right, then they need to go down that route of wholesaling and or fixing and flipping. Right. 
if they're trying to build wealth, you can do that with a W-2. Chris and I have talked about this several times on this show. You can do that while having a W-2. But again, what do you bring to the table? Do you bring finances? Do you have someone like a Jimmy Vreeland? That, that's what he does. He buys, fixes, um, and sells properties directly to people that have a W-2. They're high earners. And then he manages the properties for him. So there's a way to get in this. It just ultimately comes down to what your goals, what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, and the two B players, right? Eric Brewer and Jimmy Vreeland, right, for the show, that is their primary deal, turnkey properties, right? They source turnkey properties so that if you don't have time, you can buy rental properties from them. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times that I know you guys get these emails as well. How many, how many times a week do you get a syndication sponsorship opportunity so you can invest in it? Again, if you have money, you can invest in uh, apartments without having to do the work their opportunities are available and they are there i think it's all that for sure i hear you guys i hear you steve as well but i think we all would all would agree regardless of what seat you're sitting in when it comes to being an investor there's one critical component that you need regardless of what type of deal you're doing and that's called a lead that's called a deal flow you have to have deals and so the power of controlling the marketing of the situation is that you create your own lead and deal opportunities and you can create these systems to do these things for you, even if you're a rental investor and you can set up automated systems to produce leads for you. And you can use those to close rentals. You can use them to close fix and flip, novations, whatever the case might be. But creating components of a system to go direct to seller is really my, my point and where you want to be at. Ding, ding, ding. All right, guys, that was a that was actually great for, <laughs> you know, a question that we weren't exactly keen on right out of the gate from the aspect of it was just worded kind of funky. <laughs> Uh, we can talk to Manny about that one. Um, that being said, I'm going to go ahead and go with Leon on this one. And the main reason why is he did touch on originally right out of the gate. Hey, it really depends on what you're looking to do. There's a million different ways to do this. The other reason is at the end of the day, nobody heard RJ's answer anyways, because you know we're in the black <laughs> hole. So point awarded. It was to really good. And that's the thing. I'm actually really sad that we didn't get it, you know, because it's never it's never as good the second go round. We all we all know that it's like leftovers. It's not good. Um, all right. Next up, as an entrepreneur, what is more motivating to you, having a chip on your shoulder or the love and support of those that are closest to you? Start <clears throat> us off, Leon. So this is another one of those that I went back and forth with uh, on the answer. But where I landed is here. Um, I think you can accomplish what you're trying to accomplish uh, with both facets of this question. But for me, being in a community of 300 strong uh, investors across the U.S., uh, for me, it's, it's, it's support of a community. Here's the caveat, though. Your loved ones, specifically, if that relates to the, those that are like-minded thinkers, then for me, I'm going to say that the community, for me, is more important with the caveat that it has to be people that think like you, uh, growth mode, specifically real estate or entrepreneurship. Thank you for completely changing the question that was asked. We appreciate it. <laughs> All right, CJ, what You're are welcome. your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I want to say chip on your shoulder, man. At the end of the day, everybody's got to, to look out for themselves. Uh, I agree with Leon in terms of community, but I think the question is more so about, you know, people close to you, people around you, you know, people influencing your thought perspective on getting into real estate, continuing with real estate, going through, you know, down markets, down cycles. And I think you got to have tunnel vision at a lot of times and, and you got to, you know, not have 
that impacting your focus. So I think the chip on your shoulder, man, people telling you can't do something, you know, if you're one of those types of people is going to motivate you and push you really hard to prove them wrong. And you need that type of energy in this business. So I think that's helpful. All right. Vote for vote for chips and dip over here from CJ. I like it. All right, <laughs> Steve, what about you chip on the shoulder or those closest to you? So one of my favorite quotes is from Tupac. And it's like, someone's got to explain why I ain't got shit, right? <laughs> like, I love rejection. I love the adversity. I love that all the times I've gotten, you know, all the rejections. Like, I still remember, I mean, this is sound ridiculous, you know, but like, I was disappointed when I got a rejection letter from MIT, right? That fueled me, right? Having a college professor say, you know what? You're not the right person to do the thesis with. That fueled me. I am always out to prove people wrong. I can't remember which assessment I did for a business plan, but like, what motivates you? I put the very bottom, proving people wrong. So I would say for sure, uh, what motivates me is a chip on my shoulder. Chips and dip, chips and dips. All right, RJ, what about you? Uh, chip on the shoulder all the way on this one. Uh, I Listen, I'm a competitor by nature. And I think if you, just if you've watched the reaction of the Kansas City Chiefs winning the AFC Championship, you saw it come out of those competitors. You saw Travis Kelsey at the end run up and be like, bro, head, what? This is Mahomes' house, blah, blah, blah. You saw even Patrick Mahomes, one of the most soft-spoken competitors out there. He was digging at the Cincinnati mayor and all kinds of different things. Um, so I, I, I embrace that same attitude towards things. I've even done it before where I've kind of told myself one story where there's people out there doubting that I can – do things and I'm an underdog and all of these different things. I mean, even some of the quote unquote trash talk that I do about other investors is just a way to motivate me and put a chip on my shoulder to try to prove myself wrong as well as everyone else. And I think that kind of will make you dig down a little bit deeper for results than love and support from someone else close to you. You know, I really appreciated that we had this question because until today, I didn't know that RJ was a competitor. Like, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't I, yeah, I, I didn't either. I didn't know he had a chip on his shoulder either. I wish uh, we had something CJ to, to show that. Yeah. Nah, but I'm glad, I, I'm glad I keep him motivated, though. I mean, that's, that's, that's inspirational to hear, man. It's a beautiful. That's thing. why I always tell him about my calls with CJ. Yeah, now nah, there you go. Yeah, now nah, he's motivated, man. All right, CJ. You guys, I want to hear from Leon. <laughs> I want to ask this question. I think this is this is important for the audience to hear. <laughs> um, do you guys know any investors that are um, high-level investors in your network that did not have a chip? No. No, I don't. No. And the reason I ask that is because everybody on this panel, we all, all of us, every single one of us have a chip for whatever reason, right? But where I was going earlier with the loved ones, and I know I changed the question, but the caveat I put on there is because when people are looking to truly take another level in their personal life or their professional life, generally, when they're coming to communities like ours, they're going, I got myself here by doing everything myself, all the hard work. I have, I'm, I'm a grinder. I've done it all. But what I've realized is there's an easier way to do things and I, they still remain to have that chip, but they understand that, man, I've got to surround my, myself with other people that are very similar to me. And that's why I answered the way that I did. I think both are super important. That's why I said I went back and forth. 
every single one of us have that but in order for us to continue to grow we have to we have to be pulled up by someone else at some point that's doing bigger things than us i would almost argue that the the love and support of your close ones though fuels the motivation to continue to find the chip on your shoulder Mm. yeah because look the 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 love and support is never as loud never as loud as the people that make you put the chip on the shoulder right and so i can go the other side of that too i'm sorry to cut you off i I can just see the the opposite of that a lot of us have people in our immediate love and support that they don't have the second piece of that they have the love but they don't give you the support because you're going out on your own and doing your own thing and early on those people tell you i wouldn't real estate what are you talking about we all went to college you should go to college and get a good degree and get a good job so i would argue that on the other side the loved ones can be the opposite of support oh yeah they give you the best chip on your shoulder yeah a lot of times when you start out they are right because a lot of times when people especially people who get started in the business who don't have a lot of resources when they get started everybody's telling you not to do this business everybody's telling you that you're wasting your money uh you could get burned what about contractors what have you scams whatever and you have to create some sort of fire within yourself to really push yourself past the mark. I, I agree with you, Leon. Once you start to have success, you start to see a lot of people. Like I, I can't tell you how many cousins I've got that I haven't spoke to in years uh, that have that have, have made themselves present right in recent years. So I, I definitely get that. But I'm just saying the noise from hate, right? The noise from people who doubt. The noise from people that tell RJ, "Look, man, you're not going to be." champion of closers Olympics. Yeah, you're not a closer. Come on. Right. You're just not. And, and maybe and maybe that's true. Right. Maybe that's true. All right. But as long as RJ doesn't believe that it's true or maybe know that it's true. All right. He can use it as a chip on his shoulder to elevate and push himself further. All right. Shout out to RJ. RJ has got the space on it right now. I just want to add real quick. The, the part about the close the support of the loved ones, I think is absolutely key to stay there. I think it's key to stay. It doesn't drive you. But I think it's absolutely key to stay. The most successful people also have what I've seen, loving marriages, right? So I think it's necessary to stay. But to get there, I think it's a chip. That that was absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm going to go he ahead. He did that and, for his wife. He knew his yeah. wife was watching. That's why he yeah. threw that one out. <laughs> of course. Of course he did. I, I'm going to go ahead and give that round to my man, RJ Bates, over there. Um, with his quietness? What? <laughs> negative one points for steve and didn't even say uh, anything relevant one one for rj the main reason why is because rj spoke on something that i think is very important and steve like i know at the end of the day you want to prove everybody wrong which i i respect and appreciate that but rj brought in that love and support of your those that are closest to you helps fuel that chip and i think we can all agree that that is how it goes down well mask getting no more love and support from this office I haven't had love and support from since 2013. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, um, I'm going to go ahead and preface this one in case anybody is extremely analytical, <clears throat> Steve. Um, this one, with regards to virus, we are talking about, say, something that would disrupt your business we're not talking about literal virus of like flu or covid so this next question with hbo's the last of us what is one virus that can spread around your office rj start us off well i think we just experienced it there with you and steve 
<laughs> Fair. Uh, no, I, I mean, honestly, I, I think this can uh, the virus can spread both positively and negatively, and I think it's the mindset of your team. Whether you know the motivation and the morale is moving in a positive direction, and they really feel that momentum moving in the right direction, that can spread, and that can really produce great results for you. But on the flip side of things, things aren't going well, and it becomes toxic in nature. I think that can spread in a in a terrible way, where it can essentially be crippling to your business. And so I, I think the the mindset and the morale inside the office is that virus that spreads. Either way, both positive or negative. That's Great one thoughts. virus. Great. All right. Sorry. Hey, calm down over there, COVID. Um, all right. <laughs> Next up, Leon, what what's your what's your thoughts on the virus? Twenty nineteen through twenty twenty two, let's say March, there was a positivity virus that was through everyone's business in real estate investing. Why? Make an offer. You buy a house, you sell a house, right? There wasn't a lot of negotiation. The market was great. Everyone was positive. Everyone was driving, uh, driving the, their nicest cars. Salespeople were driving nicer cars than their owners. Everyone was positive. Market shift, right? 2022, April, we really started to see it in May, especially for those that are in Phoenix and Boise, Salt Lake City, and some of those markets that got hit really hard. Negativity is what we're hearing now, right? Keeping people positive is, is tough. Why? They're not winning as much. And they're used to winning. Some of those employees that started three years ago, they've never lost. They don't know what it is like to lose. So the virus right now, especially today, that's timely, that we're hearing in many offices across the U.S. is negativity. Very well put. CJ, go ahead and uh, tell, tell us your thoughts on uh, virus right now. Yeah, I think these guys could be right, but the most important one to me that could be a virus that could could cripple everything is virus of non-communication, right? Just the willingness, you know, at times when you have an office setting or a team setting, group setting, where some people tend to not want to communicate with the person that can make decisions or figure things out and vice versa. Sometimes the person that can make decisions, make adjustments, doesn't communicate with the people closer to the ground uh, that can help uh, have better eyes on things as well. So I think when communication isn't, prevalent uh, in any of these settings in terms of a business uh, from top to bottom, right? Like the janitor's got to communicate, the CEO's got to communicate. Uh, I think that's the most critical thing uh, and, and always making sure you're doing that with decisions maker and people that can make changes and make things happen. Man, CJ's webinar is doing extremely well. He's got his own janitor. <laughs> hey, God is good, man. God is good. God is good. <laughs> All right, Steve, what you got for us? Other than COVID, what you got? Uh, so for me, I would say, you know, uh, lack of accountability. Uh, I would say that for me in my career, my greatest weaknesses, two of my greatest weaknesses, offering praise willingly and then holding people accountable, right? So as far as the virus, the lack of accountability can sometimes be prevalent within the organization because I that, that is one of my greatest weakness, weaknesses and it kind of unfortunately permeates across the office at times. So I would say for me, because I don't, generally like confrontation accountability has been the, my greatest challenge and i would say that's is happened at times within our organization listen did, did cj go read chicken soup for the soul before this episode? <laughs> 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 you gotta communicate i mean was that even how is that the virus 
Because there's a, there's a lot of times where people don't communicate, man, right? Like in, in business settings, you have cross-employee conversation that takes place that could be have negative impact to your business, that if you had awareness of it, you could make business adjustments uh, to resolve any issues that could be present. But instead what happens, right? Like you, you've got a job, right? So I'll put it kind of in that perspective, right? So sometimes instead of going and talking to the producer, maybe you're having a conversation with Cassie that if the producer was aware of the feeling or the, or the, or the notion that you, you, you had a problem with, they could actually do something about it and resolve it. But sometimes those conversations don't get communicated up. You might go to HR or something. I don't know what you guys do with jobs do. All right. But you know, from what I remember, it was something like that. Leon, I, I feel like you're really smart. Can you weigh in and try to make uh, TJ's answer make sense? <laughs> well, when you when you boil down the communication, it's either positive communication or it's negative communication, which was my answer. So there you go. <laughs> I can I, I can attest to CJ. So my we had our our uh, Christmas party and we handed out awards, and my communication is so bad, which is ironic because I teach communication. My communication is so bad. I actually got an award that says you can't communicate poorly if you don't communicate at all. So I can kind of give some validation to Chris, Chris's answer. Uh, it wasn't a great answer, but I want to kind of like not make it like, I want to make it less awful. Wait, we had a Christmas party. Listen, you lost a lot of support a while ago. So hey, 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 to, my, to my point, see, the, the, you didn't even make sure my guy had an invite to the Christmas party, man. I mean, to be I fair, though, I, I, don't, I don't got any you merchandise yet either. So, hey, man, you know. when you live in those rich neighborhoods, uh, bro, you know, so, sometimes the mail gets delivered late. Man. <laughs> we got to get past two security gates. Wow. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Listen, I'm, I'm just going to one last time touch base because I went first because I won the last round. I'm going to go back to what I said. The morale of the office is the virus that can spread either negatively or positively. And all of the things that you're talking about, communication, accountability, that all plays back into the morale that they're feeling inside the office place. That's why I think that the mindset of your team, that is the most important thing that's going on inside of your business. Is that a third answer? Yeah. I mean, how, do, how, does, how does it get communicated that the morale is starting to shift and it starts to affect other people? Does everybody like kind of like brainwave and guess or is it communicated person i see person. what you're doing here you're, you're getting <laughs> right. no, I'm, I'm, i don't know i'm just asking I mean, I'm respectfully asking. we're gonna go <laughs> ahead and end that yeah. communication train so <laughs> all right we're we're gonna be done with that with that round um you know up until i realized that you know I wasn't invited to the Christmas party. Steve was looking really good for that round. You were invited. It was, I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, look, it's okay. It's all right. Um, going to go ahead and take this one actually into the chat on this. And ooh, three-way tie. It's a three-way tie. So everybody gets a third of a point. No, you're the tiebreaker. No, no, Make no, difficult no, no. choices a for once in your life. Well, you know, if I had a little bit more Christmas cheer, it might be you, Steve. So we're going to go ahead and go with the RJ on that go round. Uh, RJ gets <clears> another point. He gave five different answers. Respectfully. I know. I know. He communicated his answers very clearly. The question to was me. one one virus. <laughs> All right. Leon, so. Leon's currently looking as confused as I am. Leon, I understand. I understand. <laughs> Thank hey, you. That, 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 seven per, that 7% for Leon should be very confusing. It. <laughs> Yeah, he's not performing. Votes. What is that? Two? Yeah, it's it's not a good thing. All right. 
Before we get on to our next question, I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to Steve for a word from our sponsors. Yeah. All right. So with capital thinning in today's market, it is crucial for real estate investors to build relationships with reliable lenders to access the capital they need. That's where Kiavi comes in. Whether you're flipping houses or investing in rental properties, Kiavi offers fast approvals, high leverage, and reliable capital to close more deals in any market environment. Through their easy online process and dedicated support, you can access the flexible loan options that help you scale your business confidently. Go to kiavi.com slash real estate disruptors to learn more and download your pre-qual letter in minutes. Terms and conditions do apply. Please see kiavi.com for further details about potential loan options. Beautiful, beautiful. And I hear they actually invite all of their employees to the Christmas party. So that sounds that- better. That must no, not better. Just communicating. No, that was negative morale and poor communication <laughs> all around. I will hold my people accountable. I apologize. Communication. Absolutely. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Imagine uh, that. I mean, even to did I would have just taken honestly like a blind text at this point. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next up, with Tom Brady announcing his retirement, when is the right time for you to walk away from your business? RJ, start us off. When Fox offers me $375 million to talk for three hours. <laughs> That's like TV 12, baby. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, in his circumstance, you know, I, I think it's he lost the passion that he had for the game. I think you saw that this past year. And I think it's the same thing with our businesses. I mean, if you don't have the passion to be the leader that you need to be, uh, you, you've lost the vision as to what you're, you're even showing up for on a day-to-day basis, then it's probably time to, to look back and we only have one life, you know, I mean, what's the point in just beating our head against the wall? Uh, Cassie and I have changed our business multiple times throughout the past 12 years where we found something new that we landed on real estate investing. And that's where we found a new passion. Uh, but it's not something that we need to beat our head against the wall forever. So I think it's when you lose your passion, that's when you should walk away. Beautiful, beautiful. Leon, what you got for us? I don't think that for me personally, I'll ever uh, retire. Um, that's not something that I planned on doing. If you look at those that live long, healthy lives and you ask them what was their key to success, and they say that they always looked at life as an opportunity to learn something new and continue to scale up. Um, I think that scale means something different to everyone. And ultimately, you know, for me, every three, four years, I want to continue to have set new goals and continue to, um, you know, stretch myself as much as I possibly can. And even like Tom Brady, I know we're the same age, so I'm comparing myself and we both live in Tampa, at least for now. Uh, I am comparing myself in this way. It's like, I, I do want to walk off my own terms. I always work, but on my own terms from the standpoint of my business has evolved to a point where I don't have to work in it from a day to day, hour by hour basis. I can continue to level it up to where I can then walk away on my terms. Ding, ding. All right, CJ, what are your thoughts? When's it time to hang them up? When your performance no longer supports the goals of the business, right? You know, same thing with Brady. I mean, if he's at a point in his career or life where he can only throw 20, 30 yards, 40 at most, uh, that's just not going to do in a a quarterback-driven league. We see all the time, right, where CEOs, founders of companies, they have to resign, they have to step down and put new management, new leadership in place to continue leading the company to the next place or the next level. Sometimes you get to a point where you've capped out at. 
in terms of your knowledge and information you have at that moment. Uh, so it's always good to know when to step aside and bring new fresh leadership in to continue moving everything forward. Very insightful. All right, Steve, what do you got? I say is whenever Giselle says you're no longer man enough. I mean, I think that would probably be. A, uh, I would say when you're no longer fulfilled, right? Like it, it, much like what RJ said a moment ago about like you know the the purpose and so on. If you're no longer fulfilled, if this no longer drives you, you shouldn't keep doing it, right? Because there's a lot of adversity, there's a lot of challenges, there's difficulties, right? There's always some new challenge exp that you experience, and we love conquering challenge, right? It, we love solving problems. But if it's no longer fulfilling you, if it's no longer fuels you, I think you can go, you know, do whatever does fuel you. I, I don't see myself ever stopping. You know, you, there's a pretty strong correlation between the day you retire and the day you die. So I don't see myself ever retiring. But I think there'd be a transition, right? There might be a handoff. There might be supporting. There might be a chairman type of role. But I don't see myself ever, like, walking away. Okay, before we get into the debate here, I got to go back to CJ's answer because – that was terrible, okay? He, he did not retire because of his physical abilities, all right? I don't know what this is about. He could only throw the ball 30 yards. The man completed the longest pass he's ever thrown this year to Mike Evans, okay? he, he how, many times, how many times did he how, – how, what was his, complete, his deep route completion percentage, do you know? That's because he had trash receivers and Byron Leftwich as a, a – He has trash receivers? Listen, you, you're going to try to convince me the NFL is not a quarterback-driven league? Josh Allen, name all the top QBs. They all got power arms, yes or no? Yeah, and so does Brady. You're telling me Tom Brady right now today in 2023 has a power arm? Yes. Well, no, but I won't say he has a power arm related to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, but I would say that if he left and went to San Francisco this year, that they have the best odds of winning the Super Bowl next year. I mean, he still can perform at a super high level. And to your point, it was, we relate this back to real estate. Teams are important, including offensive lines. He didn't have enough time to throw deep bombs because he didn't, he didn't have a yeah, line. But you can't, all gone. That's not how business and life works. You can't plan for a perfect offensive line. Right. That's not that's not how it works. He doesn't control that at the end of the day. All right. Tom Grady is the greatest quarterback, greatest NFL player to ever walk the earth. That is an actual fact. But he is not a top five, top 10 QB today. He's just not. I agree. He lost his passion. I fully agree with that. But he can't perform at the same level that he used to. That's just my opinion. CJ, if you work right now in your wholesale business and you had a cold caller that couldn't figure out how to work the dialer you would lose your passion for being a wholesaler too, okay? That's what Tom Brady was dealing with. I mean, and, and to be honest with you, no, I think he got to the no, point that's where not true like, at all. he's 45 <laughs> years old. He, what else does he have to accomplish? He's won the Super Bowl seven times. He didn't have anything left to accomplish. He's the greatest player to ever play. I think that's why he lost the passion. And he's looking at all these. He's got his brand. He's got his clothing line. He's got a $375 million contract with Fox. Let's go do something else that's going to be All right. Fun. So like I said, so sometimes there comes a point where you can no longer perform. Do, would you not agree, RJ, that passion is a part of performance? If a CEO, if a CEO, I'll, I'll just do this to you all day. So if a CEO, <laughs> right, is no longer passionate about the business product or service, regardless if they have the ability to continue to be a CEO, do you not think that CEO, CEO should resign from that company if they can no longer perform passionately about the product or service? Well, that was, you literally just mirrored my answer. That's what I gave. Right. I'm showing you how you're saying the same thing as me. No. Well, I'm <laughs> <laughs> his physical performance. That he could, to Leon's point, 
He could go win a Super Bowl with San Francisco. What part of Texas did you say you're from? We got to, Leon, we got to go check the stats on the education rank. <laughs> for whatever, whatever district that is, man. They might not do well in school, but they do well in football. They are like. Apparently, are but you know what they state. get when they play football, Steve? Ask RJ. Hockey and football, they get CTE. All right, CTE. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I play both, baby. Exactly. 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 <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. All right. That round, very, very close. Uh, I am going to give that one to Steve. Um, Even though I did not get an invite to the Christmas party, I am going to go ahead and give that round to him. Um, One of the number one reasons is, you know, I'm slightly agreeing with RJ on this one as well. Like, Tom Brady is not at the end of his rope. He just doesn't have the passion anymore. So, CJ, you got kind of bumped out because of that. Sorry. Um, please, please try to do better on the next question. I'll All do right. my best. I'll do my best. I, I, I appreciate. Try you. to be a competitor for once. And well, and also that double gate comment that he had that wasn't appropriate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> next up, like Mr. Beast's latest act of kindness, where he paid for a thousand blind people's surgery. What is something you do to give back to the community? Start us off, Steve. So right now, uh, all we're doing at the moment of giving back to the community is, you know, charity and uh, free content. Something I'm passionate about getting to is teaching disadvantaged youths. You know, I've reached out to multiple organizations to say, hey, I want to come speak. I want to come teach troubled youths that there are other options besides public school, college, and getting a regular job. For whatever reason, none of them take me seriously. I don't know what I can do differently. It's something that I want to do, though. I believe that there's another route. You don't have to go through the same route everyone else did. And so that is something I'm passionate about, something I want to maybe I got to try harder. Uh, But helping disadvantaged youth find that there is another way, right, to, uh, to make a living without having to do some other things that can get you into trouble. Well, this panel is definitely full of disadvantaged individuals, so that's a great that's a great answer. I think Steve. we probably all experienced that in some way or another. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Next up on the disadvantaged train, RJ, what do you got for us? Yeah, we we've had the the blessed opportunity to run our own charity for several years now called Be Kids Cancer, and it's because I had a niece who was diagnosed with leukemia when she was three years old. Uh, she's turning third. Well, she just turned 13. Um, so she's 10 years removed that diagnosis. And we learned about what a family goes through during that time. And, and what we brought was the real estate investing community in to supporting families that go through childhood cancer. Um, and so through that, we've been able to pay for people that are undergoing treatment at Cook Children's Hospital, their mortgages, their car payments, their electric bills, anything that's needed to support them along the way. And honestly, it's been one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. Big, big props on that, RJ. That's, that's friggin' awesome. No, no joke. Not even busting balls right now. Like that, that's friggin' awesome. No doubt. Uh, Le- Leon, what, what about you? Yeah, RJ for sure is my winner on this one. Congrats, man. That's that's awesome. Um, for Steve, um, you reaching out, I think that's officially called stranger danger, and uh, hence the reason that you're not getting callbacks. Um, 
this is uh this is a great question and i'm glad because uh, that's something i just learned about rj that's that's fantastic um and steve your willingness uh to reach out i think this is something that you need to talk with us about at cg we have a, a similar vision to do this nationwide we have 300 resources for troubled youth and youth in general uh, and this is something that jason and I are very passionate about um, utilizing the resources and the membership that we have to offer free services, free trainings. Uh, and it's something that from our nonprofit side that we're working on and have a long-term goal of. So please, let's have that conversation. For from sure. a local level, uh, for my, uh, my flipping business, uh, one of, a lot of the things that we've done in the past, you know, everyone can donate money and, I, and it's always appreciated. But I think the more valuable thing in your community is your time. Uh, giving back to local charities and say, I'm, I don't want, what can I do to help you uh, on a, on a weekly basis where we take our team and we donate our time to whether that's a Ronald McDonald house or food banks, what have you. In addition to that, uh, I encourage each one of our members to get associated with local boards, whether that be the YMCA, what have you. Uh, I coach basketball for, um, for summer leagues. Um, that we donated money to to make sure that those kids could go to uh, those summer league games for free. So I feel like my ministry uh, from a standpoint of giving back to a community is not only making the house, making neighborhoods better one house at a time, but also giving back to multiple kids, not just one individual. Ding, ding. Thank you, Leon. We definitely appreciate that. That's, that's awesome as well. All right, CJ, come in strong. What you got? Yeah, shout out to RJ too, man. Uh, I'm on a board for an organization I've talked about on here actually before uh, called Housing Opportunities Made Equal. Uh, I do a lot of market rate development, you know, here in Central Virginia. And, uh, you know, I was astonished as I got bigger in my business, uh, the lack of affordability when it came to housing across not just the country, but especially here in the city of Richmond, the state of Virginia. Uh, the organization has grant money that's given out year over year to help people with down payment assistance. Uh, they do testing uh, where they go in and find discrimination in insurance companies uh, that are dealing with and, and doing redlining uh, with different banks, uh, the discriminatory and how they end up mortgages. Uh, you know, they do a ton of other things too, but I, I'm really passionate about the organization. I've been on the board for, I think, five years now. Uh, it's, you know, we do a lot with charity, but that's my most sizable charitable donation on a month or on an annual basis. And uh, I think everybody deserves affordable housing, especially minorities. Uh, and especially as being a minority, you know, the fact of the matter is we didn't have the opportunity from home ownership for a very long time in this country, which is by and large the cornerstone of wealth. And I'm really passionate about that, man. So shout out to Housing Opportunities Made Equal. One one thing I'll say about this topic is, and, and thank you for, for all the kind words about B Kids Cancer, but that was nothing more than an idea until we presented it to the real estate investing community. And it has been supported for years by just friends that we've met through social media. Um, we've had, we've hosted four or five different annual charity golf tournaments that have been sponsored by easy street capital batch leads companies that honestly are not going to see any kind of ROI from a charity golf tournament uh, that donated tens of thousands of dollars to that cause. And one of the proudest moments about B Kids Cancer has been, we have never had to tell someone that did a grant request that we don't have the funds. 
and mm -hmm. it's always been available because the real estate investing community, no matter what, has supported us. Even like Ryan Jackson locally, he posted a monthly meetup and just raises money, literally just passes a hat around and says, what can you give to beat kids cancer? And every month it's another couple of thousand dollars coming our way uh, that helps support those families. So shout out to the real estate investing community for rallying around that cause and supporting it the whole time. Man. Very cool, RJ. Very, very cool. Yeah, it is. This one, uh, I think we all know where this one's headed. Like even, even going in the group chat, like I, you know, I really wanted uh, my man CJ to get on the board, but I mean, kids beating cancer, like RJ point shout out. Thank you for everything you're doing with that. Um, that one also resonates with me. I had a cousin that ended up getting leukemia at three years old and he just went into the military at 19 years old. So it's friggin' awesome when that happens. Um, Matt, Matt, RJ deserves to win that, but everyone yeah. uh, on this panel today uh, is winning. Yeah, and that's, at, some great answers on this. Everyone giving yeah. back, everyone wins. Uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like that's one of those questions where I really, honestly wish that there was a point for everybody because it's. It, I love the passion that y'all have behind helping the community. It's not just helping you; it's also helping the community. Um, so yeah. There's that moment. Um, next up, last question. This one is coming to us from YouTube. This is our audience question. This one's a good one. I think that we're going to get some good discussion out of this. If you had to choose between a subject two or a novations course, which one would you take first and why? Start us off, RJ. So I think this is going to depend on what your exit strategy is going to be here. Do you want to be the kind of person that acquires deals and, and does novations, or do you want to buy property subject to, to keep them for wraps and rentals? Um, also, do you need help on the exit side of things, which is where novations come in, or do you need help on the acquisition side of things, which is where sub two could help you. The other thing is, is choose the mentor that you resonate with. Who do you want to live a life like? Do you want to live a life like Eric Brewer? Do you resonate with the way that he communicates and what he's teaching? Or do you want to learn from Pace Morby? I mean, I, I'm assuming those are your two options here. And, and really, you need to boil it down. Do you want to learn from Pace Morby? Do you want to be a part of his community? You hear Leon talk about CG and his community that he has there. Do you want to be a part of the sub two? Or do you want to be a part of, you know, Brewer Method community? And, and ultimately, what are your goals behind that? Uh, but I think it needs to be based around the mentor first and foremost. Very good point. And after EB's, you know, eight minutes before exit today, <laughs> maybe, maybe not so much. <laughs> Next up, Leon, what you got for us? Which one are you, which one are you taking first and why? RJ gave you the right answer. If you're a real estate investor, it's, it, it all depends upon your exit strategy. I think ultimately you need to know both. Uh, but if you're choosing one, it all depends upon your exit strategy. I'm biased because Eric's like a brother um, and I would want him. I just witnessed him do an hour and 15 minute sales training within our community. And he's as good as it comes, good as it comes when it, it, it comes to acquisitions, uh, whether that's wholesale, uh, novation. He's got every exit strategy there is, but you can't go wrong with Pace's. Um, and I have no affiliation with Pace. Uh, good guy. And I've heard nothing but great things. 
Um, you know, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those, but it ultimately depends upon how you want to exit today versus how you want to exit tomorrow. So choose the one where, that you're doing today. Very, 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 very good. All right, CJ, what you got for us? Yeah, I agree with what's been said, but primarily I think you make the decision based on where you at currently in your business and in your life. There's two things that matter at all times that mean that's active income and passive income. You know, subject to deals largely is going to apply towards passive income, long-term investing. Novations is really going to apply towards active income and getting capital, you know, up in your in your business and your bank account on a on a quicker pace. So I think you make the decision based on what your need is right now. You know, do you have a long-term need for cash flow right now in your life and in your business and want to focus on your passive and, and building that out. Now you can get chunks of cash doing subject to, but not in the way that you can at the rapid pace you can with novations. So I think you make the decision based on that. Active versus passive. All right, Steve, what you got? Uh, I think ultimately it just comes down to what your business looks like today, right? If you're out there meeting with homeowners and you've been wholesaling this whole time, wholesaling and flipping novations is the way to go. Yeah, this whole time you've been trying to acquire rental properties, sub two, I believe, is the way to go, right? Not saying you can't make active income using sub two, but it really comes down to what your business looks like today and what you want it to do. If you're still actively trying to wholesale or flip, I don't see how you don't add novations uh, to your arsenal. Uh, if you're looking to acquire properties for long-term wealth, I think sub two is the way to go. At the end of the day, if you're looking between those two, I say buy both. I agree with what Steve just said, buy both. And if you really can't afford both, then buy Eric's, do a novation. Now you have enough money to afford That's right. and go do, a, go do the sub two course. There's your answer. That's right. The, the hard part about that, though, RJ, is that to be a specialist on both of those, you know, it's going to take some education. It's going to take some trial and error, some role playing. There's a lot that goes into those strategies. There's a lot that comes with it. Uh, I'll give you two real life examples that I've seen from uh, investors in our community, you know, investors that are in markets like California that do really well with wholesale and fix and flip. They have a lot of active income, but they want to build a rental portfolio, but cap rates don't make sense in California. Well, there's someone that would probably say subject two is the best way to go for me right now because I don't have an issue with active income on wholesaling and fixing and flip. The reverse of that, obviously, is someone that's like in a market like Atlanta where everyone over the last three years has all of a sudden become a millionaire because they were selling to hedge funds. And all of a sudden the hedge funds went from buying here to here. Now that active income has slowed down, I'm going to Novation. I'm going to the Brewer method because my active income is slowed down. Rentals are not gonna solve that issue. That, that, those are real life examples that I've seen over the last year almost now with the market shift. Yeah. And I just want to add just real quick, you know, before you buy a novations course or a sub two course, the one question you want to make sure you ask before you buy is the person I'm buying this from, how many have they done? I'll jump in real fast to, to wrap it up. You know, I, I would kind of almost lean towards novations for one reason, because you can never have enough active income as you pursue your real estate business and scaling and growing your real estate business, whatever level you're trying to get to, it takes liquidity and it takes capital, right? And so if you want to go do a portfolio of 100, 200 uh, sub two deals, you're going to need capital for down payments. You're going to need like we're coming into a period right now where people from 2020, 2021, 2019 even are going to have back payments of almost six figures plus right on a lot of these deals that you come across. I looked at one yesterday 
where the uh, to re- to redeem the loan right was sixty thousand dollars plus. You got to have cash on hand to be able to do that, or you're going to be stuck borrowing it somewhere else. I think sub two is a great strategy. It's something you can easily kind of pick up quickly, in my opinion, in terms of the concept and the structure of how it works. So I'm always going to probably argue that having a strong flow of strong capital flowing into your business is going to be extremely important. Thank you for saying that, CJ, because I didn't want to be biased towards Eric, but I would say that most everyone that's listening to this is either paying for data to call and text or they're paying for inbound leads through whatever you know form of marketing, right? So you're already coming across those leads that you're monetizing. You're throwing away leads that you can monetize through Novation. So I didn't want to seem like a homer being the Eric's like, like a brother, uh, but that's, it's a great point, CJ. Yeah, I love both those guys. Shout out to Pace, that's my guy. But yeah, I mean, you need money to play the game. I, we don't talk about the need of having money available for yourself enough to pay staff, if you got a slow month and you, I mean, this just having a flow of cash coming in is extremely important. And I agree with all of that. I, the last thing I would say on this topic is, is also sometimes put aside what the topic is that they teach and also realize that you're paying to have the proximity to that person as well. That's also just as important as the, cause like CJ just said, sub two is a relatively easy topic to understand. Um, it's also about being a part of the community, having the proximity to pace and the other things that he's going to be doing moving forward for the next 10 to 15 years. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, and both of those guys are real deal. So, I mean, that's, you're, you're dealing with two people that are like to Steve's point, they know what they're doing. They're doing it. When the, when the, when they submitted the question is that, did they say that's who they were choosing between? No, no. it was, oh. it, it honestly just kind of went down that road. Uh, you know, Hey, it's know your space. Um, you know, <laughs> know your space, you know, pace is sub two and, you know, brewer method. I mean, couldn't get much better than that. So that being said, that go round, I will say this. Everybody's answer was pretty much exactly the same. My man, CJ avoids the shutout does get on the board though, with the, Let's go Novation active income because you need it for the sub two. I like that you connected those two. Avoids the shutout. We're going to let him in one of the gates, not two of them. If you're going to have two gates, man, you got to have active income, bro. You know that. I don't know that. Dude, that's a steep That's steep. Uh, That being said, I want to thank everybody out there, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, that joined us today. We had a great chat. A lot of people, great topics. Um, questions were on point. Glad that, you know, Steve got off the COVID train and actually, you know, went ahead and went down the virus. Um, whole COVID serious. Us. Why don't any of you guys take COVID seriously? <laughs> no one's wearing a freaking mask around here. Look, I'm going to put a mask on for the next one just because you said that. All right. Let's go ahead and head on out. Everybody say goodbye. Steve, start us off. Oh, damn. I wasn't even focused. All right. So. Uh, great episode today. Uh, I, I just want to give you know recognition again to everyone here. You're right, like actively giving back to the community. Right, we're always talking about money, we're always pursuing more, and the fact that we're actively taking efforts to give back. I, I just want to give applause for everyone here. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. If you guys aren't getting your questions asked, make sure you type it in the chat or text question to three three seven 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 so we can answer your questions during the show. It really helps us increase the value of the show when you guys submit questions. <clears throat> Absolutely, absolutely. Employee of the month, RJ, what you got for us? So after today's dominating win, my biggest takeaway was 
in order to be the guy for your education program, you just have to slap your last name in front of the word method. And I'm going to do that a little bit. So you got the Brewer method and you got the Morby method. And really those, those techniques, those things that they teach have been around forever. So moving forward, nationwide virtual wholesaling shall be known as the RJ method. You mean Bates <laughs> method. And no, we got to go with the Bates method. It's well, got to no, be the last name. No, RJ. I'm changing Abs- up. I'm not life pacing, Eric. <laughs> all right. What well, you know what? We're gonna call it the Cassie method. There we you all, go. I we love all it. know she's running the ship, bro. I love it. <laughs> Leon, go ahead and say bye to the people. I need to figure out a method because I think the G method sounds really nice. The G <laughs> method. Just go with that middle initial. <laughs> I like it. G method. I like it. All right, guys. Uh, uh first and foremost, enjoyed the conversation. And like Steve said, I learned a lot of great things about some good human beings here today. And it seems like every week I learned something new about each of you. So uh, hopefully the audience got at least one takeaway today. Uh, We had some fun um, and always enjoyed being here. So until next week, until you call call me five minutes before the show, I'll see you then. Yeah, that one's definitely on Mr. Brewer method. Um, <laughs> last but not least, CJ, send us out, boss. Yeah, shout out to Brewer, man. Shout out to, to all the guys, man. Shout out to Potter as well. Uh, Chris Jefferson, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Startflippingdeals.com, man, 7 p.m. tonight. we got a webinar going on. You should be there. All right. You want to say that again? Yeah. You want to say that again a little bit slower? 7 yeah. p.m. tonight, Eastern. No, the, the URL. Startflippingdeals.com. You should check it out. Mr. Webinar is sending us out today. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next week.